Amen. We're going to welcome our evangelist, Brother Philip Miller. How many appreciate Brother and Sister Miller and their family? Amen. Let's welcome him with the good Bethlehem Church welcome tonight. Praise God. Let's give him glory right now in the house. Come on, he's been so good to us this past week. Doing amazing things. So humbled to get to be a part of it. I got a testimony right when I walked in the door of this young lady right here holding this child. I said, he's had 15 ear infections, barely one years old. And the infections were so bad that they said that it got any worse that it could go to his brain she brought him up here I believe it was Friday night with an ear infection brought him back to the doctor and that baby's ears are completely healed that's it I think we ought to just give God praise right now Aren't you thankful we serve a healing God? He's a miracle-working God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. What he was doing in the book, he's still doing right now. Amen. We are the church. The church is alive. God is alive and well. I said he's able to provide all of your needs. I said he's able to provide all of your needs tonight. Did you come in here with a need? I got some needs in my life and I need God to answer. I believe he's going to. I believe those needs going to be met tonight. Praise God. We literally just pulled back into Mississippi. I had to run home. I hit a deer coming from Michigan and Illinois and had to get my truck put in the shop. That's what we travel in, pull a trailer with and We begin to ride. God began to deal with me. Begin to write this stuff down. So we're going to preach what the Lord gave to me tonight. If you have your Bibles, if you turn to Luke chapter 12, verse 22 through 32, give honor tonight to brother and sister Vasquez. Could you give them a hand clap? I love and appreciate them very much. They are so genuine. Very good to us. Feels like family. I appreciate that. I appreciate all of you. I give honor to you tonight, saints of this church. The work that y'all are doing wouldn't be possible without you. You've got to know that. This would not be possible without you being faithful to the kingdom of God, to the house of God having a desire for the kingdom of God. Praise God. Give honor to you tonight. Sister Miller and I, we were in a different season of ministry. We were evangelizing some. I was preaching Sunday nights at home church and was overseeing a men's facility called The Refuge. We housed men that struggled with drug addiction, alcoholism, just anything it didn't matter what was going on bring them in we do five hours of bible study in the morning i teach every morning and we'd work five six hours in the evening and we were having midwinter conference in the texas district 
And when I tell you I was not making hardly any money, I quit a good job, had 401k insurance, everyday, everyday job, no getting rained out in a plant. I felt the God, felt the Lord dealing with me to, to leave that job and go into full-time ministry. We were dirt poor. We wasn't just poor, we was poor. And they were having the Midwinter Conference there in Paris, Texas, and I was, I just felt so pressed to go. And we literally had, I believe we had $65. And that's it. And the room, I think they had got a discount and it was around 60 bucks, somewhere in there. Had enough gas in the car to get there. And to go would just, it just seemed unreasonable. But I just felt the Lord pushing me to go to this conference. And I told Sister Miller, and she said, well, she said, if you feel like God wants us to go, well, let's go. So we loaded up in the car and we drove. It's about a four and a half hour ride to get to Paris from Batson. And when I pulled up in the parking lot to the motel, there was a big fella standing there on the second floor. It was one of those outside motels. And when he seen me get out of the car, he just went to kind of walking towards me and met me in the parking lot. And he said, Philip, he said, I want to apologize to you. And this is one of the nicest men you've ever met in your life. I mean, he's just a good man, prince of a man. I said, I want to apologize to you. And I kind of looked at him funny. I said, for what? He said, because two weeks ago, God told me to give you this. And I didn't. And he handed me $500. <laughs> handed me $500. And he said, and by the way, I paid for both nights of your stay here. So everything's taken care of. If you just go where God's sending you, the provision's waiting on you. You just got to be obedient. Now, you better wait to hear from God. I'm not telling you to go without hearing from God. But when you, when you hear from God, you better move. Because what you need is already there. Do you believe that tonight? There's some needs that are going to be met across this house. Individuals move. Luke chapter 12, verse 22, and he said unto his disciples, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life what you shall eat, neither for the body what ye shall put on. The life is more than meat, and the body is more than raiment. He said, Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, which neither have storehouse nor barn, and God feedeth them. How much more are ye better than the fowls? And which of you, with taking thought, can add to his stature one cubit? If ye thee be, be not able to do that thing which is least, why take ye thought for the rest? 
He said, Consider the lilies, how they grow, they toil not, they spin not, and yet I say unto you that Solomon and all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. If then God so clothed the grass which is today in the field and tomorrow is cast into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O ye of little faith? Seek ye not what you shall eat, what you shall drink, neither be ye doubtful of mind. For all these things do the nations of the world seek after, and your Father knoweth that you have need of these things. But rather seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added to you. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It is his good pleasure to give you the kingdom. The definition for, for, for provide is to supply or to make available. To supply or to make available. I want to preach from this title for a minute, Jehovah Jireh. My, everybody pat yourself on the chest, say my. Let's make this personal. My provider. My provider. Would you lift your hands all across the house? Could we lift our voice in here? Could we talk to the Lord? If you got the Holy Ghost, I'm going to ask you to pray right now. Father, we love you. And I thank you for your word tonight that's forever settled in heaven. Thank you for the anointing of the Holy Ghost that I feel. God, I speak it upon every heart and mind. I pray for your anointing to be upon me, that you would help me. God, bring these things to my remembrance. God, give me clarity. Let me say only what you want said and nothing more. I release the gifts of the Spirit to be in operation, that your body would be edified and encouraged before we leave. Confirm your word with signs following. God, I take authority right now over every demonic spirit, every human spirit that would oppose your will. Let the Spirit have free course. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I ask all these things. Would you clap your hands to the Lord one more time? Come on, let's just give him some high praise right now. It says, clap your hands, all you people. And shout unto God with a voice of triumph. We got a reason to rejoice around here, Brother Craig. We got a reason to shout around here right now. Hey, if God didn't do anything else, we got enough reason to rejoice in the house. But I know deep down in my spirit that what God has begun, that he's just getting started. He's just getting started about, whoa, he's just getting started on what he's going to do around here. Did you come with a need tonight? I'm believing before we leave out of this house that every need under the sound of my voice is going to be met. 
I feel the Holy Ghost right now so strong. Every need, every need. Now the question is, do you believe that? I said, do you believe it tonight? If you're going to receive something from the Lord, it's going to be by faith tonight. It says, without faith, it's impossible to please him. He that cometh unto him must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of them uh, who diligently seek him. Friend, it's always going to be by faith. A lot of times we make it way more than it is. I I noticed my brother right back there got the tie on in the green shirt. God healed you last time I was here. Ain't that right? Yes, sir. It's good to see you, buddy. Woo! The needs are going to be met tonight. If you're going to help me preach for a minute, say amen. You may be seated in Jesus' name. Jehovah Jireh, my provider. The Bible tells us in Psalm 34 19, it says, The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Just as a loving father provides for his children, God will not withhold any good thing from his own. You don't have to beg God to provide tonight. It is his good pleasure to give you the kingdom. There's no need he cannot supply. There's no sickness he cannot heal. There's no way he will not make. He has exactly what you need and he will not withhold any good thing from you. The apostle Paul penned these words in Romans 8 and 32. He said, He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he by him not freely give us all things? When the blood was shed on Calvary Hill, everything pertaining to the kingdom was released to be given to you and I. So it don't matter what the need is tonight. It don't matter what you're going through, how bad it might seem. It might be financially. It might be physically. It might be spiritually. It might be emotionally. But you better understand tonight. You better let your faith go and say, hey, I got a need and I got a God who shall supply all of my need. Come on, if you believe it tonight, would you stand to your feet? If you believed it tonight, that he's not going to supply some of my need, but God, hey, God said he's going to supply all of your need. Lift your hands and rejoice right now. Come on, let your faith go. I came in here with a need, and I came in here to get the answer. My father loves me. You got to know who you are today. You're not a servant. You're not a slave. You're a son. You're an heir of the Most High God. And because you're an heir, everything that belongs to him, because of the death of Jesus Christ, belongs to you tonight. Everything pertaining to the kingdom of God belongs to you. Woo! He's a good, good father. He says it's who he is. 
It's what he does. You might have grew up with an earthly father that was a bum, but I want to tell you, Jesus Christ ain't nothing like that. He's the type of father that when he sees his sons and daughters in a bind, he's going to come right there where you're at, and he's going to meet the need. Friend, if he's got it, he's willing He's willing to supply it tonight. Come on, somebody got to get with me right now. If he's got it, he's willing to supply it. And he owns the cattle on a thousand hills and all the taters in the ground. It all belongs to him. He's got the answer. He's got the need. I was growing up, I had a daddy, and my daddy was going to supply everything that I needed. And I didn't have to beg him for it. I didn't have to plead for it. If he had it, all I had to stick out with my hand, and he was going to hand it to me. If it wasn't going to hurt me, he was going he would withhold bad things from me. Let me just stop right there and say this. Sometimes we're asking God for something that we don't really need. And because he ain't answering, we begin to lose faith. It might be for your own good that he ain't giving you that answer. You ever thought about it like that? See, there were some things that I asked my daddy for when I was a young man. I wanted a pistol real bad. But he said, no, son, you ain't old enough for a pistol. See, I thought that I was. But in his wisdom, he knew better. And God operates the same way. There's some prayers that you're going to pray and the answer is going to be no and you just got to learn to understand to receive it and move on and say God knows better than I know his thoughts are higher than my thoughts and his ways are higher than mine but when you begin to pray in alignment with the will of the living God the Bible says in 1 John 5 and 4 this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hears us, we know that we have the petitions we desire of him. When you begin to pray in alignment with God's will, the answer is going to come to you every single time. That's why when you find yourself in a situation and you don't know what to pray, if you'll begin to pray in the Holy Ghost, that's the thing. Brother, God don't never, never miss. That's why the Bible says when the, the Spirit maketh intercession for us according to the will of God, you just begin to pray in the Spirit and you begin to pray in alignment with God's will and the answer is going to come your way tonight. Friend, if you don't know what to pray, pray in the Holy Ghost right now. If you don't know what to ask for, pray in the Holy Ghost right now and God will provide. I said he's going to provide. Not sometime. He's going to provide all the time. He that spared not his own son, how shall he not freely? Brother Vasquez, I love it. Freely, freely, freely give us all things. That means I'm not working for it. It's not about how good I've been doing. It's not about this and that. But it's, uh, he said it's freely given to you. 
when my blood was shed, it opened up a portal. John 10 and 10, Jesus said, I am the door. Woo! And you and I have been given the keys to the kingdom. And we got the key to unlock the door and the answer is waiting on the other side. Romans 5 and 2 says, whom also you have access by faith into this grace wherein ye stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. You open the door by faith. You pull out the keys by faith. Woo! Faith tonight will get you the answer. Jesus Christ is the point of access by which you and I receive what is available in the heavenly realm. The man, Christ Jesus, is the door. For it is only through him that we have access by one spirit unto the Father. First Timothy 2 and 5 says there's one God. Somebody say there's one God. Somebody say it loud like you believe it. Say there's one God. Come on, say it again. There's one God. There is one God and one mediator between God and men. The man, Christ Jesus. The flesh is what mediated you and I. The flesh is what broke down the middle wall of partition that made everything in the kingdom available. That's why I know today, brother, I've seen God do it time and time again meet the needs in my life that I've had, whether they've been small, whether they've been big, God has always showed up and he always shows up on time. I said he may not come when you want him, but he'll be there right on time. I said he's in on he's in on time. He's in on time. He's a yeah, he's an on time God. Yes, he is. He ain't never late, and he ain't never early, but he shows up right on time. Woo! I said he's going to show up on time. Somebody need to pull their lift in tonight. Got your lip pushed out. God's going to show up. God's going to meet the need. Oh, that's too little to pray about. I had somebody tell me that one time. I said, friend, I prayed for washing machines. I prayed for 10 for my house. And guess what happened? 10 was gave to me for my house. Me and Sister Miller was living in an old 80 model trailer, been beat half to death, thin roof on it, rusted over. Every time it would rain, parked under a bunch of, a bunch of big old pine trees, about 42 inches around. Every time wind go to blowing, them limbs would go to falling on it. She'd jump halfway out of the bed, start dropping at me like it was my fault. Scaring her half to death. So me and God binded together. I'm going to get in trouble after this. I just seen look on her face. We and her binded together. We went to grabbing hands, and we went to praying for some tin because we didn't have the money for no tin, but we knew we had a God that could supply the need that we had. Somebody, I'm just trying to be real with you tonight. 
I'm trying to be real with you tonight. I'm talking about something that happens in real life. There's things that we deal with. There's cars that break down. There's big limbs that come straight down through the roof into the living room. Brother, we drove up, and I looked, and I seen that limb, and I opened the door, and there it was, sitting in the recliner, punched a big hole in it. I think, well, what in the world am I going to do with that? Anybody know what Jerry Rig means? I can get it done, I promise you. I can make it work. I can po-bo it, Brother Craig. I can make it happen. I can get it tied together. It'll make it, it'll make it livable. So I cut out a piece of metal about that big, plastered that thing on there, and we was praying for some tin. Friend, it wasn't but about a week later, and a buddy of mine called. He said, Philip, I just had you on my heart. He said, my mama's got a house full of tin down the road. Ain't nothing wrong with the tin. All you got to do is go down there and pull it off there. You can have every bit of it. He said, you can have the screws. Oh, he said, you can have the screws and you can have all the life boards too. Somebody need to hear me right now. God will supply the need. You just got to have faith enough to bring it to him. The Bible says you have not because you ask not. God's worried about you getting rained on. We went to praying for the ten. And the ten showed up. We got in a wreck at the first of last year. Insurance, I know insurance we had, didn't provide a, a rental car. Guess what showed up? A vehicle. Before I left the place where I had a wreck, there was already a man there that said, Hey, son, I got a vehicle that you can use until yours gets out of the shop. What are you saying? God's going to shine. God's going to show up. And when he does, he's going to show up on time. He's going to show up on time. Every time. Well, I'm just going to testify for a minute. I feel it in my spirit. Brother, we was broke. That was about time whenever the, whenever the trees was falling through the roof. We was laid there broke. Had bills piling up. Didn't know how we was going to pay them. We sitting at the table talking about it like we really had it figured out. Probably been married about four months. And I bet she was really thinking, I can't believe I got myself into this. I gave her free warning, Brother Craig, before we ever got married. I said, God is going to put us in positions, and we're going to have to exercise and really use our faith. I already knew. I already understood. In order for your faith to grow, somebody need to hear me right now. God's going to put you in places for you to exercise your faith. That's why the Bible says we go from faith to faith. Your faith is to be ever-growing. You've got to use your faith. So we're sitting around the table. We're sitting there talking. And the spirit of prophecy come on me. And I prophesied to my wife. I said, Bail, I said, God said there's an increase coming, and when it comes, it's coming in $100 bills. And it wasn't but a day or two later, there was a man come to the door about his brother Vasquez. Come knocking on the front door, big man. And I'm a little old runt, if you can't tell. 
As the middle of the day, Sister Miller was waiting tables down the road. I was in I was reading my Bible. All of a sudden, I hear a knock on my front door, and I go and I answer the door, and there he stands. And he said, Philip, he said, I don't want you to think I'm crazy. He said, but the Lord told me to bring this to you. And I talked to myself. I said, well, I didn't think you crazy as all. God said, you was on your way. I just didn't know when you was going to show up. And whenever he did, I wrapped him up. And when I did, my head was probably about in his belly button. And we just sat there and we cried for about 10 minutes. Ooh! Ooh! By the Holy Ghost done moved in that trailer house because God showed up to meet the need. He went out there. I was trying to be a gentleman. And when he got in his truck, I opened that thing up. And it was $3,000 and $100 bills. I'm telling you right now, it may not come when you want it. But it's going to show up right on time. Friend, he is the provider. And the answer is waiting on the other side of the door. That's why you got to pull your keys out tonight. And receive the answer that's waiting on you. Thousand dollars I have for four months straight. Friend, come to my front door. Never told a soul. Never told anybody what we was going through. Only person we talked to about was God. And God heard our cry. And God provided the need. Friend, don't stop praying. Don't lose your faith. Don't lose heart. The answer is ready. The answer is already prepared. Friend, you got to know he is Jehovah Jireh. He is your provider. He is your provider tonight. We went to working on that old trailer house that we first began to move in it, and we needed a septic tank. You bought a septic tank, then things are expensive. They cost a little bit of money. We had two pennies rubbed together. And, brother, I had a man pull up. We was outside working on a little porch. Had a man pull up. Like I said, ain't told nobody about what's going on. He pulls up on his side by side, and he said, Hey, Brother Philip, he said, I I just wanted to let you know, elder in the church, he said, I got a 500-gallon water tank right down the road, been sitting out there in the woods for 30 years. He said, and I got all the pipe with it. He said, all you got to do is come get it. God had placed that thing out there and had it waiting on me for 30 years before I was even born. It was out I said it was already prepared. It was already ready. What are you saying? I'm telling you, you're just waiting to get to the fulfillment. You're just waiting to get to the time when God answers. God's worried about the small things. Don't be afraid to bring it to him. Bring the need to him. Jehovah Jireh, he's my provider. Pat yourself, he say he's my provider. He's already got it prepared. 
He's already got it ready. That's why we don't have to worry. That's why we don't have to fret. That's why we don't have to be anxious. That's why we don't have to carry all that weight around. Friend, because God has got all this worked out. And if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask of him? You ought to shout right now that you got a good father. I said he's a good father. He's a good father. He's a good father. And he loves you. And he ain't going to let you do without. I'm preaching real life to you right now. I'm telling you, God is right there in the middle of your situation. God is right there in the middle of your financial trouble. God is right there in the middle of your marital trouble. God is right there in the middle of your sickness that you're dealing with. Friend, that was... I seen a lady, God let her get almost, I mean, I'm talking about brother on her deathbed with stage four cancer before he raised her up. We went to her, prayed for her. The doctors done wrote her off. The doctor said it was over with. Called her son home from the army. They done put her on hospice. Said, you better come on home. Mama's getting ready to die. Friend laying there in the bed. And all of a sudden, God intervened. God stepped in and met the need that we'd been praying about. Somebody's got to hear me right now. You ain't never too far gone. God can come. Yeah! God's got a purpose why he's waiting. God's got a purpose why he's holding out. God's got a reason for the delay. But just because you're looking at a delay, Brother Craig, that does not mean that you've been denied. Because if mama wouldn't have been laying there, finna die with stage four cancer, baby boy wouldn't have come home from the army. Baby boy wouldn't have come in the church and got baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy and filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You got to trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Woo! Let me tell you something, brother. Don't ever forget it. You really don't begin to trust God until you come to a place where you don't understand. Because if you understand what's going on, you don't have to trust Him. Somebody needs to hear me right now. If you understand and you know the outcome and you've got it all figured out, you do not have to trust in God. It don't matter. You can try to convince yourself you're trusting Him. You don't have to. You already know what's going to happen. But whenever you come to a situation and you don't know how it's going to work out and you don't know what's going to happen and you don't know how you're going to pay the bill and you don't know if mama's going to be healed, but you trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not on your own understanding. When you begin to lean on his understanding and not your own understanding, that's when you can really say, hey, God, I trust you with this. Trust is a deepest level of faith 
faith that you can have. God, I don't agree with it. I don't like it. I don't know why you ain't showed up. I don't know why it's taking so long, but I trust you. Will somebody believe it tonight? Hey, God, I trust you right here. I trust you're going to provide. I trust you, Jehovah Jireh, you're the way maker. Yeah! He's your provider tonight. The Lord showed up to old Abraham in Genesis 22, and he said, Take thy son, thy only son, whom thou lovest. Take him up to the top of that mountain, and I want you to lay him down on an altar, and I want you to sacrifice him. And old Abraham didn't question God one time. He said, Boy, let's go. He put the wood on his back, which was the top of Christ, put the wood on his back, grabbed a couple of his servants, and he headed to the place where God told him to go. He went where God told him to go. And whenever he got to a certain place, before he started making his way upside of the mountain, see, there's some things you got to leave behind in your life if you're going to make it to the top of the mountain. There's some things that you've made servants in your life that you're going to have to leave at the bottom if you're going to make it to the top of the mountain. I don't know who you are tonight, but you need to hear what I'm telling you. You got to shed some of that old weight that you're toting around. You got to get rid of some of that old sin that you might be living in you got to say hey I'm leaving you right here because God's calling me to a high place God's calling me to a deeper level God's calling me up yonder come on I'm going up yonder somebody say it with me right now I'm going up yonder I'm headed to where God wants me to be and it don't matter it don't matter what I got to leave behind. It don't matter who I got to leave behind. I've got to go where God's directing me. Psalm 37 says, a good man steps. Say it, brother. They're ordered by the Lord. That's my brother right here. They're ordered by the Lord. And he delighteth in his way, though he fall. He will not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. He said, I was young, and now I'm old, and I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. That's why you ain't got to beg God for anything. God's going to provide it. You ain't got to beg God to intervene. He's already got a plan, too. Friend, all you got to do is claim it. All you got to do is declare it. Say, I'm my steps are ordered by him and if my steps are ordered by him everything that I need is going to be provided along the way if my steps are ordered by the Lord then all the provision that I need will be supplied See, that's the mindset that Abraham had. He looked back at them servants. He said, me and the boys going yonder to worship, but we're coming back again. He said, we're going up yonder. Friends, some of you need to get over yonder where God wants you to be, and you'll see provision. You'll see. Woo! 
You'll see abundance. You'll see increase begin to come into your life because you can get spiritually out of position. You can get spiritually out of a place and where God don't want you to be and the provision won't be there. But Abraham went to speak in faith. He said, I'm going up yonder because I know if I go yonder that God is going to provide. I don't know how he's going to do it. I don't know if Isaac's going to die and God's going to raise him up. But he spoke faith and he said, we're going yonder to worship, but we're coming back again. He said, we're going up there to sacrifice but we're coming back he didn't say I'm coming back by myself he said Isaac's coming with me friend he went to speak in faith Paul said we have the same spirit of faith as I believed therefore have I spoken we also believe therefore speak death and life is in the power of your tongue What you say matters. I said, what you say tonight matters. And Abraham made a declaration. Abraham prophesied right there in the middle of that temptation, right there in the middle of that trial. It don't look good. There ain't, I don't have no lamb with me. I don't have a ram with me. But whenever I get there, God's going to perform the miracle as long as I go where he's trying to take As long as I go where he's trying to take me to, as long as I'm obedient, as long as I move by faith, whenever God first moved Abraham, he made him leave his whole family and he went out not knowing, not knowing where he was going. All he was walking with was a word from God. And I'm telling you tonight, a word from God is enough. A word from God is enough tonight. I'm going up yonder, but I'm coming back again. Are we going up yonder, brother? But we're coming back again. I found myself in some trials. I've been in some tribulations. And I've been making my way up the rough side of the mountain. But I said, I'm going to make it to the top. But I'm coming back again. I'm not going to die. God's going to provide. God's going to show up. I said, he's still Jehovah Jireh. My, somebody say my, stand to your feet and say my, stand to your feet and declare he's my provider. He's my provider tonight. He ain't just his preacher's provider, brother, he's your provider. He's your provider, young man. He's your provider. He's your provider. He's your provider. From the youngest in the house to the oldest in the house. God is your provider. And if you'll allow him to lead you, Isaiah 58 and 11 says, The Lord shall guide thee continually. He said, the Lord shall guide thee continually. Satisfy thy soul in drought. Make fat thy bones. And thou shalt be like a watered garden, like a spring of water, who waters fail not. 
When everybody else around you is starving to death, when everybody else around you is living in famine, the church is going to be living in abundance. Woo! The church is going to be seeing increase. I prophesied increase last year, and I prophesied even greater increase this year. I prophesied in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to remind you of the word that God gave me last year for this church, that little by little, you're going to overtake the land. Friend, little by little, you're going to gain the ground. Little by little... I said this region is coming to Jesus Christ. That's a word from God right there. If you believe it, shout. Jehovah Jireh. God's going to. God is my provider. God is my provider. He's my provider tonight. Oh, Elijah, I bet he didn't know what to think. Whenever he prophesied, the rain shut down. Rain ain't fell. And the Lord said, get thee to Brook Cherith. Get thee eastward. Hide thyself by the Brook Cherith. That is before Jordan. He said, I've commanded the ravens to feed thee there. He said, I'm going to get an old scavenger bird to bring you exactly what you need. I'm going to get something that don't share with anybody or anything to provide what you need, friend. God can use anything. God can use anybody. He's in complete control. He said, get thee eastward, hide thyself by the brook chariot that is before Jordan. He said, I've commanded the ravens to feed thee there. So Elijah went down there, went down there by brook chariot, and all of a sudden, here come that food on the wing. Dropped it right down there in his lap. And I bet them first couple of days, every morning about 7 o'clock, he'd go to scratching his head, thinking, I wonder if it's going to show up today. But sure enough, right on time, here come the bread, there come the meat, be falling right there in his lap. Why did it happen, Brother Vasquez? Because he was where God told him to be. And because he was where God told him to be, God provided all the need that he had God provided the need that he had because we walk by faith not by sight it ain't about what we see because our eyes will deceive us our old eyes will lie to us but if we'll just listen to the voice of the Lord and if God says, go to the brook Cherith, I've commanded the ravens to feed thee there. And you get where God tells you, friend, provision's going to happen. Jehovah Jireh is going to show up. But see, I'm going to tell you, there came a change of season in the prophet Elijah's life. And when the change of season came, God dried up the brook where he was at. Why did he dry up the brook, brother? Because if he wouldn't have dried up the brook, Elijah never would have moved. 
He just stayed right there where he was. Let me just talk to you for a minute. That's why God will dry up where you're at spiritually at times. Not to destroy you, but to take you to another place. To bring you to another miracle. To get you where he wants you. Because we get a little bit comfortable sometimes, Brother Aaron. Elijah was probably laid up like a fat cat. Leaned back, wasn't moving no more. Had his cup scooped down in that river water. Getting him a cold drink. Probably petting on that bird's head. But then all the sudden the water started drying up and Elijah the word of the Lord came to him and said get thee to Zarephath I've commanded a widow woman I've commanded a widow woman to sustain thee I've commanded somebody that can't even provide for herself to help you out. See, it ain't like today in America, all this stuff we got going on. If you was a widow back in them days, friend, you had a hard time living. You had a hard time surviving. You didn't have no way to provide for yourself. You didn't have no way to fend for yourself. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost in here. Just like old Ruth, whenever Naomi tried to get her to turn around and go back to Moab and go back to old girl, old God, she, the Bible says she claimed to Naomi after her husband had died and she said where you go I go and your God's going to be my God your people's going to be my people I'm not turning back and going to where I used to be because God's done too much for me to turn back now God's done too much and Ruth, that old heathen Moabitess, was provided with everything that she needed. She was put in the lineage of Jesus Christ because she clave to the Lord. And she let him lead her where he wanted her to go. She was gleaning in the right fields. And because she was gleaning in the right fields, she caught the sight of Boaz. And she had abundance. Friends, she had enough to go around. What are you saying, Brother Miller? It don't matter what it looks like. Just let God lead you. And what you need is going to be there. He's your provider tonight. He's your bread when you're hungry. He's your water when you're thirsty. He's your friend when you're lonely. He's your refuge you run into. He's the strong tower when the enemy's coming against you. Somebody got to hear me right now. He's everything that you need. The weapon's already formed. He's Jehovah Jireh. He's Jesus, your salvation. He's your strong tower. He's your rock. He's your fortress. No matter what it looks like, let him lead you tonight. Whenever he came to him and he said, I commanded a widow woman to sustain thee. I bet Elijah just jumped to his feet and just went to skipping on down to Zarephath where God said the next miracle was that. Friend, don't go to analyzing trying to figure it out. I talked about it Sunday morning. Don't try to figure out how God's going to do it. Just let God lead you because Romans 8 says they that are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. God, you got to let the Spirit lead you. 
They that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And because Elijah was Spirit-led, he was provided for in the middle of a famine. And you look around the world today, friend, and there's a famine out there. There's a famine going on. There's no telling what's going to happen from one day to the next. There's a rise in homosexuality. All these good things are being called evil, and all these evil things are being called good, and we're living in the last days, friend, and we better get it settled in our mind. Whatever God says to do, wherever he wants to lead me, you better start exercising faith right now. If you can't contend with a footman, how are you going to run with a horse? How are you going to run with the horses? If you can't have faith for God to provide right now while there's groceries on the shelf, how are you going to feel whenever they say, if you don't take this right here, you can't eat nothing? You better get your faith ready, church. Boy, I, I, I feel the Holy Ghost in here right now. You might as well go ahead and get ready to exercise your faith. You're having trouble right now believing. It ain't going to get no better. But the worse that it gets, the greater revival is going to happen. Because every time persecution broke out in the early church, friend, here in America, we've yet to see persecution. They see in persecution across the ocean. They see in persecution across the water. There's some bad things going on. But right here in America, we're pretty comfortable, Brother Vasquez. We're feeling pretty good. We got everything that we need, friend. But over there, they're crying out to God. God, I need you to provide. I think we need to learn to pray that prayer. We need to start doing that with a small thing. So when we see God begin to answer the small thing, we'll begin to cry out for the big things. Friend, they're coming. We better get ready. Jehovah Jireh He's my provider tonight. He's my provider. God can provide restoration in your life. If you're in here tonight, your visitor in here tonight, and your life has tore all to shambles, and your life has completely been ripped apart, and your marriage in a mess, and your kids are lost, and you ain't got no money in the bank, and you ain't got no groceries in the cupboard, let me tell you something right now. Me and Miss, me and Sister Miller went to a place to preach one time. When we got there, we probably had about $3, brother. We didn't have no money to eat nothing. There wasn't no little old basket or nothing pretty like that waiting on us. All we had was a camper trailer and about $3, friend, and it wasn't but about 45 minutes later, and there was a lady that showed up and said, hey, I want to take you, and I want to buy you all the groceries that you need, all the groceries that you want. Somebody need to hear me right now. God sees you where you're at. It don't matter if you've been in the church for 20 years or it's the first time you've ever stepped in these doors. God knows exactly what the need is, and he is Jehovah Jireh, your provider. And God will use anything. I'm just going to preach till I can't breathe. God will use anything. He'll use foolish things. The Bible says he's used the foolish things of the world to confound the mighty. He'll use the weak things of the world to confound the mighty foolish things of the world. 
to confound the wise. God will use something like a widow to give you exactly what you need. But you've got to respond to the word tonight. Elijah would have starved half to death. Matter of fact, he would have starved to death if he wouldn't have moved when God came to him. But if you look up that word Zerapath, that word means refinement. God was refining him. There was a process that was going on in his life. There was a process. These were preparations because there was coming a day and Elijah was going to stand on top of Mount Carmel against 850 false prophets and he was going to call on the name of his God and they was going to call on the name of their God. But before he could stand on top of the mountain, he had to go through some things. Brother, he had to exercise his faith. That's all that's taking place in your life right now, brother, is God is allowing you and growing you and making you exercise Exercise your faith. Because if he wouldn't have went to the brook Cherith and he wouldn't have went to Zarephath, he couldn't have stood on top of Carmel. Everybody lift your hands right now. Come on, he's your provider. He's your provider. No matter what the need is tonight, God is your provider. I said he's your provider tonight. He can provide you with freedom. He can provide you with liberty. He can deliver you from addiction. He can do anything at any time. He's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that you could ever ask and think according to the power that worketh in us. He was refining him. He was refining Elijah's faith. We've got to believe that he is going to provide. Because I'm telling you, as long as you follow him, he will. There was hungry multitudes that followed Jesus everywhere that he went. And everywhere that he went, he provided for them exactly what they needed. He fed the 5,000 with five loaves and two little fish. He fed the 4,000 with seven loaves of bread and a few little fish. God will always provide exactly what you need right at the right time when the Apostle Paul got in the middle of a storm by the name of Eurachlodon. God provided a little board to get him to the other side. When Samson got in a fight with a thousand Philistines, God provided the jawbone of an ass and he took him out. When David got ready to slay the giant Goliath, God provided a rock and a sling. Somebody needs to hear me right now. Whenever Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was thrown into the fire, God sent an angel and brought them out on the other side. When Daniel was thrown in the lion's den, God provided an angel and shut the lion's mouth. Whenever the flood came, God provided an ark, and Noah made it to the other side. Somebody's got to hear me tonight. God will provide. God will provide tonight. 
when them three kings ran out of water out there in the middle of the desert, God said, dig the ditch. He said, you ain't going to hear rain. You ain't going to see rain. But water's going to be there. All they had to do was do what God told them. And water was brought, friend. Whenever the children of Israel was walking through the wilderness, God provided manna day in and day out. He didn't give them a whole bunch. They had to go get it every day. When it got too hot in the middle of the day, God provided a cloud. And whenever they was cold at night, God provided a fire. Hear me tonight. God is Jehovah Jireh. He's your provider tonight. When old Bartimaeus came to him, blind as a bat, God provided a sight. Whenever the man at the gate called beautiful laid there, crippled, couldn't walk, God provided strength in his legs, and he stood up and danced through the temple. That's why some of you right now, you ought to stand to your feet. You ought to just start dancing and shouting and running and jumping. And but act like you done got the answer. I don't know why we got to wait till we see it show up for us to start praising God. Friend, you ought to give him praise right now. Because I feel in the Holy Ghost, if you just give God glory, that the answer is going to be here. If you just give God praise right now, as you praise him, the answer is coming down. As you lift your voice, the answer is going to show up. That's it. Don't stop right now. Give him praise. Come on. He's my provider. He's my provider. He's my provider. Come on. Don't quit. Go ahead, sister. Go ahead, sister. Go. Come on. Come on, church. I know it's Wednesday night. I know we've been in church just about every night. But somebody came with an answer, and God's got the answer. God's got the answer provided. Give him praise. Give him praise. Don't stop. Go ahead. Come on, don't quit right now. Don't stop right now. Come on, he can meet the need. He'll give you the answer. I said he'll give the answer. He's Jehovah Nisi, your victory. He's Jehovah Rama, your shepherd. He's Jehovah Shalom, your peace. He's Jehovah Kadesh Barnea, your sanctification. He's Jehovah Jireh, your provider. He's Jesus Christ, your salvation. Come on, he provided a lamb for a sacrifice. When you and I couldn't save ourselves, God robed himself in flesh and came in the form of a man and shed blood on the cross that you and I might be redeemed. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Hebrews 10 and 5 says he prepared himself a body. What did he do? He provided himself one. sin sick world God said I'm coming I'm going to provide eternal salvation not because you deserve it 
but because I'm a loving father. Brother Hughes, my dad, there were some things he, some things I, I'm so thankful sometimes he didn't give me what I deserved. Heathen, he gave me what I deserved. I probably wouldn't be standing here and he'd beat me so hard. But he was a good father. He's a good father today. I'm so thankful for him. But he was a provider. There was food on the table. There was clothes on my back. There was a roof over my head. Food in my belly. Joy in my life. See, God provides all that. I was just talking about my earthly father, but I'm talking about a heavenly father right now. And if my earthly father would provide all of them things. See, some of us have a problem because we compare our heavenly father with our earthly father. I said it at the beginning, but I feel it in the Lord right now. You're comparing your heavenly father with your earthly father, and your earthly father might have been a deadbeat. He might have been no good. There's healing right here, right now. There's individuals in here. Oh, I feel this in the Holy Ghost. And you are emotionally scarred. By your earthly father. And God wants to heal that tonight. Your heavenly father wants to come in. And he wants to heal that wound. I'm not coming to you. I could come to a couple of you right now. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to embarrass you. But I want to. I just every hand lifted right now. Every hand. That way nobody's singled out. And you don't have to worry about if anybody's looking at you. But God's just going to provide healing right there in that wound. In the name of the Lord Jesus, the authority of the Word of God, and the power of the Holy Ghost. Lord, I speak to the wounds. I speak to the wounds. God, in these individuals' lives that, God, they've been scarred and and bruised and battered. I speak healing over them in the name of Jesus Christ that from this day forward that they wouldn't feel that, that the enemy would not be able to use that against them any longer. That whenever they talk to you, that it, wouldn't be, it wouldn't be like talking to their earthly father, but it would be like talking to their heavenly father who loves them unconditionally and will always provide for them. Will always provide for them and will never hurt them.
and will never mistreat them and will never deal with them roughly or unkindly. Will never abuse them. That's it. Come on, they see. God's providing. He's providing healing right now. The Spirit is here right now. The Spirit, the, the Spirit of healing is here right now. Kaya la baroko yo soto la borrebo kaya la bahaya. There's, there's elderly people under the sound of my voice and there's healing that needs to take place in your life. There's emotional healing just like what I've been talking about. And God's providing it right now. They will make it back. I prophesied in the name of Jesus Christ. They will make it back. That's it. Come on, if you're here tonight, if you're here tonight and you need the baptism of the Holy Ghost, come on. You need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. God will fill you right now. God's your comfort when you're mourning. He's your comfort when you're mourning tonight. He's your joy when you're sad. Oh, we're healing right now in the name of Jesus. Healing right now, Brother Bobby. God's healing right now. It's all right, friend. It's all right, Brother Bobby. It's all right, friend. God, I thank you for this man's spirit. 
That's it, Brother Bobby. Let him heal it right now. Let him heal right now, Brother Bobby. Ayala Barroco Yolo Bosoto Yenda La Bahaya. Come on, God, he's your shelter from the storm. He's your provider tonight. Come on, he's he's the light in the darkness. He's your strength when you're weak tonight. God will provide you courage when you're afraid. He says, all that you need. Sister, the more that I think about Jehovah Jireh, it just sums it up. I know Jesus is the name above every name. Jehovah is salvation. I understand that. But when I think of Jehovah Jireh, that God provides everything. He provides sanctification. He provides salvation. He provides healing. He provides joy. He provides rest. He provides strength. He provides temperance. He provides faith. He, he provides love. He, he provides happiness and gentleness and kindness and meekness. God provides all these things for us. And we don't have to look in any other direction, Brother Craig. He's got it all. He provides healing for the body. He heals the wounded. Brother Austin, I'm not against doctors. Doctors, I believe God's involved with doctors. God uses doctors. I know that. I don't think that doctors help God by no means. But I believe that God uses doctors. Luke was a physician. But the Bible calls Jesus the great physician. Brother, over ten times I've seen stage four cancer completely healed. Doctors give no hope. Stage four cancer completely gone. With Vasquez, I've seen blind eyes open. I've seen God provide hearing to deaf ears. 
I've seen God provide healing to broken bones and straighten out crooked spines. I've I've seen God heal people as old as 90, and I've seen Him touch babies as young as two months. God will provide the need. He's able. And right now, There's needs all across this house. If we would all be honest, we all have a need. We all have a need. And we read in the Word where where they would bring their needs to Jesus and Jesus would heal them all and He would provide exactly what it was that they desired, they needed in their life. Nobody walked away empty-handed. And I feel that in my spirit tonight. I do. I feel it in my spirit. That by faith right now, as we lift our hands, I'm just going to pray the prayer of faith. I'm just going to pray the prayer of faith. And I believe that as your faith makes connection, I want you to hear me right now. As your faith makes connection with the need that you have, God is going to answer. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the authority of the Word of God and the power of the Holy Ghost. God, I speak to every need, whether it be mental, physically, spiritually, or emotionally. And I speak that you would come and you would intervene right now. I release answers. I take the keys that I've been given and I unlock the door to the answers to that these individuals have. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Brother, lift your hand. Yes. Brother, you've been on my heart so heavy. I want everybody to keep praying right now. God's meeting needs in here as you pray. Don't wait on me to get to you. I can't give you an answer. God's meeting needs as you pray. I'm telling you, as your faith makes contact with the need. Brother, there's been a test of your faith. That's right, huh? Yeah. I've been praying for you. 
It's not to destroy you. It's to strengthen you. God's preparing you. Okay? Okay. You will do a great and mighty work in the kingdom of God. You will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Brother, your ministry's listening to change. I see you in a boat right now. I'm telling you right now, I see you in a boat. Your ministry is finna change. And there's there's a line that's at the back of the boat, and the motor is running, and it's running real hard. And it's like the boat's not moving forward because there's something that you need to break loose of. And as I just spoke that to you, it just registered. You know, you know what it is. That's right. And when you break that loose, you're going to have to turn back and break it loose. The boat is going to move forward. Yeah. God has showed you something similar to that. Yeah, he has. And I'm just confirming to you that, that what you've seen, that was God showing you. My God, I feel the Lord in here. Brother, right now in the spirit, you just reach back there and just break that line right now. You just break it right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I want you to give me some men and a couple of women. Pray. I want to let, pray for the pastor and his wife tonight. I want us to pray strength in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the authority of the Word of God and the power of the Holy Ghost. God, I pray strength right now. God, wisdom over the pastor and his wife. God, I speak a covering over their family. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. God, for all that they pour out, Lord, I, I speak that you would pour in right now. All that they pour out, God, I speak that you would pour in right now. Hey, you ought to be praying as hard as you can right now for your pastor and his wife. I'm telling you right now, you ought to pray like you're praying for yourself, like you're praying for your family. This is your family. 
God's provided answers tonight. I'm telling you right now in the Holy Ghost. God has met needs this night. This night, God has met needs. Just as that young lady walked up and told me before service that they went back to the doctor and that baby's ears are perfect, there will be more testimonies of what God did tonight. Before we get out of here, if you have not received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, Evidence with speaking in other tongues. God will fill you right now. And I want to tell, tell somebody it's not optional. I'm not being ugly. And y'all know my spirit by now. I'm not being ugly. I'm telling you this because I love you. I love your soul. I want you to make it to heaven. It is not optional. John chapter 3, Jesus told Nicodemus, you must, must be born again of the water and of the Spirit. He said you have to be baptized in Jesus' name. Now, what, what is the significance of the name? Why can't we be baptized in Matthew 28, 19? Why can't we be spoken in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost? Jesus told the disciples, go ye into all the world, teaching all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. He said that in Matthew, I believe, chapter 28, 18, and 19. Then he said in Mark chapter 16, he said, Go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth, listen at him right here. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. He said, In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. They shall drink any deadly thing, and it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. The book of Luke, chapter 24, I believe it begins at verse 45. It says, Thus it is written, thus it is behooved for Christ to suffer and to rise again the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in what? What's it say? 
in His name to all nations beginning in Jerusalem. So in these three synopses of the Gospels, we see a formula that's given in the name. Matthew 28, 18, 19, in the name. Mark chapter 16, in the name. Luke chapter 24, in the name. Because in these three gospel accounts, they were written to different people. Matthew was written to the Jews. Mark was written, I believe it was to the Greeks. Who was Luke written to, Brother Vasquez? Romans? The Romans. So when they wrote these, as the Holy Ghost moved upon them, they, they wrote to them as needed to these people. So what Matthew was doing was he was giving them a revelation of who Jesus Christ was. That Jesus Christ is the Father. That's why on the day of Pentecost, when Peter stood up and preached, and the Bible says that they were pricked in their hearts. I know this is slow Bible study, but I, I feel led to go through this. The Bible says they were pricked in their hearts. They said, men and brethren, what shall we do? What shall we do? Peter said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, if Peter wouldn't have been obedient to the commandment that Jesus Christ gave, somebody would have stood up and said, No, Pete, that ain't what he said. Because the Bible says that the twelve were there. The twelve were there. But they were all in agreement. That's exactly what he said. And on that day, the day of Pentecost, 3,000 souls were added to the kingdom. 3,000 souls repented of their sins, got water baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of those sins, and received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And any time that you see a conversion in the book of Acts, they were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and they were filled with the Holy Ghost every time. Aren't you thankful for that message? I am so thankful 
that God has given us that truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Now, Acts 2.38 is just a portion of the truth. But there's no other way to get to heaven. If you're here tonight, you have not been born again. Today is the day of salvation. God provided salvation. A hill called Golgotha. There's men, there's women here that would gladly baptize you. There's men and women here, including myself, that would gladly lay hands on you and God fill you with the Holy Ghost and you receive a joy in your life like you've never had before. Lift your hands one more time. I'm going to pray before I give this to Brother Vasquez. I, I just feel a push. God, I pray conviction right now upon the hearts the individuals, God, that you've spoken to just now. God, that they would not only be convicted, but they would move and be obedient to what your word has called us to do. Lord, I thank you for your mercy, your goodness. God, that, that you, you're patient with us and you you allow us to fall and make mistakes. and God, you, you, you love us through our struggles and our shortcomings. And you put up with us when we're so unworthy. Thank you for always providing for us. Providing food and shelter. and God, air conditioning and small things, God, that, that we take for granted at times, that I myself take for granted. Oh, thank you for providing for me. Providing clothing on my back. Thank you for the, the country that we live in, that we're able to worship you freely. Thank you for the church, the bride of Christ. Thank you for allowing us to be a part of it. Thank you for the blood that you shed on Calvary that washed away our, our filthy stains and our transgressions and our iniquities and made us new creatures. God, thank you for soundness of mind. Thank you that God, we can lay down our heads at night and sleep and not be fearful and worry. And that we can be sane. That you guard us and keep us. Thank you for angels that surround us. That you provide for our protection. Father, I thank you for the auditorium next door that will be full before you return. I prophesy that right now in the name of Jesus Christ. 
kita rosoto yela bahaya. Father, and I speak to the man's heart that has the money to finish that building. I speak to it. And I tell him to move and provide the finances that it would be done. I speak to their heart right now. I speak checks and Brother Vasquez and Sister Vasquez mail that would be towards the building fund from individuals that, that they don't even know but know that there's a church being built. God, you move the heart of Pharaoh. Father, I ask you to begin to move the heart of kings. I prophesy financial blessing over this church. I prophesy financial blessing over the members of this congregation who are faithful in their giving, faithful in their tithes, faithful in their worship. I speak it in the name of Jesus Christ. My God. I see money right now. I see money falling like rain. There is provision coming. I speak it in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, that's a word from God. I see it in the Holy Ghost right now. Oh, le le moyo iko isitaya mepeata ikaya oro yile ikaye e io tayo sikiataya a a yile mosi parekato for i will come as a great light and those that are in darkness will come because of me I will bring them from the highways and the byways, from the dope houses and from the ballrooms. Those who sit in high places and high offices, I will bring unto thee, and they will provide. They will give, saith the Lord. My harvest is plentiful. My harvest is now. Leberaka soto yonde ikaya. Ilomoroto yo sabore kiki ataya. Mayande akaya. I see a great light shining right now, I'm telling you. Moye kiataro soto yonde. God, you said a city set on the hill cannot be hid. This church is a light, it is a beacon. 
this region will be moved by it. Little by little, you will advance. You will overtake this region. I prophesied in the name of Jesus Christ. La Rosotoye Kayate. Church, when I begin to pray, my God, I, I just seen a light shine so bright coming out of the top of this church, I'm telling you. And people looking at people are coming to the light. The pastor prophesied it here just the other day that this fall that there was going to be a great harvest and I come into agreement with him, with him right now in front of every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Where two or three agree together touching anything, it shall be done. Pastor, and I agree with you right now in the name of the Lord. Let's clap our hands to the Lord Jesus Christ as the man of God comes. Aren't you thankful for your pastor? Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen. As we close, Sister Bonnie wants to give her testimony. When she gives her testimony, we'll be dismissed in Jesus' name. Well, I wanted Brother Miller to be sure to hear this, and I would be fearful not to say anything tonight. Last year when you were here, I don't know if you remember or not, but you prayed for my hand. Did you not, Brother? Well, that night, it did completely go away. I didn't go to the doctor, and I didn't do anything to it. I kept I'd rub it, and I'd say, in Jesus' name. I'd rub it. I believe you, God. He said it was healed, and I believe it's healed. Well, it's healed. Those knots are gone. And tonight, I was standing back there, and my right leg from a 1 to 10 has got a 5 numbness in it. My, my, my uh, left leg is done now going to about a 1 and a half. And I've been praying about it. Well, I was going to come and get Brother Miller to pray for me tonight, but I was standing back there, and as he was preaching, and he says, God can do it. He can do it. If you'll, I don't know, come up here or do something. I couldn't even hardly remember because the Holy Ghost was impressing me. Go up there and dance for the Lord, and I'll heal your leg. So I stood there and debated for about a half a second because I knew that devil was fixing to really get in there, and I took off. When I got right about there, the power of the Holy Ghost hit me, and I have da I danced in the Spirit. I jumped up and down, and God is healing this leg. Maybe not right now, but I can already feel a presence, and I know this hand, he healed it. The last year when Brother, Brother Philip, Brother uh, Miller prayed for me, and this leg is going to be healed too. And I thank God. I would have been scared not to say anything because I had to give God the praise for my hand. And then when that happened, I had to give him praise for healing my leg. Thank y'all. Amen. Come back and give us another testimony. Amen. Let's work hard and let's fill this place up Sunday. God's going to pour out his spirit. We're going to have people baptized. 
In Jesus' name, it's going to be awesome. Give the Lord a great hand clap, and you can be dismissed in Jesus' name.